What is it you want, Barry? What do you want? You, you want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, that's a pretty good idea. I'll give you the moon, Barry. I'll take it. Then what? Well, then you could swallow it. And it'll all dissolve, see? And the moonbeams that shoot out of your fingers and your toes and the ends of your hair. you is keeping up well during these strange times. It looks like the vaccine will come before Ethereum 2.0. <laughs> before I discuss with our main guest for today, Sebastian Bojet, let's have a quick look at the most playable blockchain games for the past week. In the first place, we have Splinterlands with 7,500 players, down 11% from the past week. Second is Upland, the EOS property game with 6,800 users, up 14% from the past week. At the third place, Lightbringer, the Litecoin game, 5,800 players, up 98% from the past week. In the fourth place, Axe Infinity. 3,800 players, up 165% from the past week. Institutional money flow into Axie Infinity. And last, Galaxy Blocks of Thundergore, a Tetris game, with 3,500 users, down 23% from the past week. I have no active players for Sorare. But I'm sure it can dethrone Galaxy Blocks from the top 5. Care about volume? 900k on CryptoKitties, 700,000 for Axe Infinity, 339k for Super Rare, 334 for CryptoPunks, and 188k for the football game Sorare. Sebastian, thank you for being with us today. Same wise, thank you, George. Hey, everyone who's going to be listening to this uh, podcast. My name is Sebastian Borget. I'm the COO and co-founder of The Sandbox, as well as the president of the Blockchain Game Alliance, which is a non-profit organization which has over 150 members, uh, games, service, project uh, companies within the blockchain industry. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with the sandbox, the sandbox is a virtual world on the Ethereum blockchain where creators and players can make, own, train, earn, govern uh, virtual worlds through the use of non-fungible tokens, as well as sand or main utility token on the platform. So NFTs and sand. Um, I've been an entrepreneur for over... 13 years now, uh, the sandbox being our, fir our fourth 
main project. Uh, some of you who've known me in the space also know I'm the co-founder and CEO of a mobile game studio, Pixel, which uh, has been acquired by Animoca Brands uh, in 2018. And uh, such have been in the gaming, user-generated content, and IPs and brand space for uh, since 2011, so close to nine years now. So I know how to build great games that are engage millions of players. That's really one of the key expertise from our team. I have a question for you. Why and how did you decide to get into blockchain gaming? Coming from the sandbox, which is an already established 2D graphics game, which I have to say I've tried in the past, and it's good. But how did the idea came up to basically create a new sandbox with 3D graphics on the blockchain? As of, uh, let's say, at the beginning of 2017, I got personally more and more interested by the blockchain technology, Bitcoin, Ethereum. And so I started doing some research, look into all the different projects, etc. Then at the same time, we launched just what. Just about a year before, in 2016, we had launched a sandbox evolution on mobile, iOS and Android platform, the sequel of the first uh, mobile version to the game. And the, the game was great. Like, as you said, like we've seen millions of downloads, millions of users creating on a daily basis, sharing their creation to the online gallery. Uh, and around the second half of 2017, we, we started to see NFTs. Uh, being born and arising with essentially crypto kitties towards the end of 2017 that appeared. And when, because I was naturally curious, naturally uh, looking into the space, we really saw a great match between NFTs and user-generated content. All the creation that are made by our players by the time on the mobile version, we thought, look, but... What if instead of having those virtual cats, digital uh, assets that can be owned, but still are being made by a company, we took and we enabled all the users, all the players to turn their creation into uh, NFTs token that they could sell themselves on a marketplace and they can use in the game. And that's really how uh, towards the end of 2017, the, the idea of a new version of the sandbox came up to life. And because we've been working for close to eight years on this sandbox franchise, we, we knew what are, were the strengths of the team, what were the strengths of the IP itself. Like it's a great game, very accessible. You could make game without any programming knowledge, just with a touch of a finger and you can share your creation. But we also knew what were our limits and why we didn't become a huge, massive hit like Minecraft or Roblox. We we were not 3D, we were not on PC or desktop, and we missed multiplayer. But if we were to launch a new sandbox game with just three things, we would be still missing something to compete with Minecraft and Roblox and offer something new, something different. And we think like the the... The use of blockchain technology and essentially NFTs was uh, a strong differentiator. There's a strong value proposition for the user behind because for the very first time, everything they create actually belongs to them. It's theirs and they can 
uh, trade them, they can sell them, they can potentially use them outside of the platform in a permissionless manner without having to uh, request the permission to the developer. Uh, and this is really something new and powerful that we felt was, uh, was going to be dis- really disruptive to Minecraft and Roblox and was uh, worth bidding on to build this new version. So that's how around 2018, we started to work on this new 3D version uh, of the sandbox and, and we really do, uh, dived into uh, this blockchain and NFT space, being one of the true pioneers since we've been in there for more than two years. And we've been really one of the first project, long-standing project that uh, have pushed the whole ecosystem towards learning about NFTs, understanding what they are, understanding what are the benefits for the users, for the developers, for the communities. Uh, we have contributed as well to build a new standard for NFT, which is the ERC-1155 standard for more efficient transfer, specifically for gaming and more adapted to uh, the needs of Sandbox where creators could make thousands or millions of game a- assets. And overall, um, and it, I believe it's something really strong about uh, the project is Everything that we've done, we have done uh, with thinking to the community first, uh, delivering the tools, delivering the platform, and and showing uh, the progress, showing transparently all our progress. Uh, Everything about our smart contract is on GitHub. All the Alpha product can be tested directly on our website. That's why two things here are important. One is it takes time to build great games. It's uh, because we we don't want to make just a small, small HTML5 like kind of game or small casual game. We are building a very ambitious project with multiple products. We uh, and we are making sure that uh, we are onboarding new users to discover the benefit of this technology and play with uh, the different tools of sandbox platform like our 3D editor, our game maker or even the marketplace with lands. You said about the game maker. The game maker right. is live, right? Well, it's only an alpha version. So internally, we don't even consider yet it's a beta. It's an alpha called 0.3. We keep updating it like every two months. Usually we have a new update. Uh, and what is fantastic is we already have creators playing with it. And, um, and yeah. the game maker fund, uh, supported by uh, the foundation of Sandbox, which are building the future, the first um, gaming experience that will be available within Sandbox Gaming Virtual World when we open it uh, to players towards the end of this year. So the public beta will be for players will be around December 2020. But as of now, if you go to gamemaker.sandbox.game, you can already download for for free, no registration required, this tool, and uh, start creating stuff. You don't need a land. You don't need to buy anything. You just play with assets. You drag and drop them in the scene, and, and you can try, can already feel, get a feeling of what the experience will be. And we are showcasing some of the game created uh, by the member of our Game Maker Fund. If you follow us on social media, Medium, or our, our weekly 
um, Twitch streams, you can see already a lot of videos about those games. So again, I think it's really powerful to see games actually being made live or uh, week after week, new games being already made with the tools. And it really showcases the possibilities of our platform, which which has very unique aspects versus other decentralized virtual world because of our strong focus on gaming and more like MMORPG-like kind of gameplay involving uh, characters, quests, enemies, fights, collecting items, killing those uh, enemies, etc. Okay, let's stay for a minute to the Game Maker. I've tried it, and it really doesn't remind me to be in an alpha stage. It's a good game maker. You can make your own gaming experiences. You can make items, right? You can make a lot of things. Can they monetize their creations in the sandbox? Can they make money out of it? So right now, no. Okay, bye. It's not connected to the blockchain. So whatever you create with the, the 3D editor, Vox Edit, or on a game maker, users share it uh, to the marketplace or the gallery, but you cannot yet sell it. Why? is because um, we when we are going to connect things with the blockchain and turn your creation into NFTs, we want to make sure that there will be enough uh, demand, enough distribution for those. And that's uh, always thinking both sides, buyer and seller. So as a seller, what is it? Is what I'm going to sell actually going to be purchased by someone? Why would someone want to purchase it? And as a buyer, like yeah. if I purchase it, what what could I do with it? Is it going to be just rare and sit in my wallet and I'm never going to see it or use it? No, like... It, yeah, it has uh, to have a utility. Sandbox, it has a utility and the, the primary value proposition in Sandbox is like, it's game making, it's a game platform. So anything you buy on the marketplace, anything you create, we want you to be able to play with. And playing is not just watching in 3D and assets. Playing is understanding there are attributes like attack, power, defense, magic, luck, and understanding what what, is, what effect is it going to have in the game? Like, is it going to run faster? Is it going to be uh, to have more life points as uh, and be more difficult to kill as an enemy? Uh, is my sword making my character stronger as an equipment? So that's where all our uh, gaming background experience, building both core loops and meta gameplay, it comes it becomes really important. Uh, because at the end of the day, if you remove the blockchain and you see what is sandbox, it has to appeal to just regular gamers. Regular gamers they just want to enjoy games that are up to the standards of modern MMORPGs. So they they uh, they are expecting good graphics. They are expecting depth. Uh, in the gameplay, a lot of parameters. They're not going to care about the technologies at front of the game, but they're going to care that there's a lot of parameters for their characters to evolve, for their equipment to change, uh, and, and for the games they want to create to be fun uh, and enjoyable. The users can come and create their own gaming experiences, but this has to have a utility. Now, are you going to use the in-game items created by the players like Steam, for example, is doing? If I come and I use the Game Maker and create my own experience, when the, when the game is live, can I sell it? Or there's going to be a voting mechanism that 
will uh, not allow anyone to sell everything. So there's um, definitely you will be able to monetize in various ways the game you create. How you're going to monetize? That's why we have introduced the Sand token recently, a little bit more than a month ago on Binance First, and now it's available across a large number of exchanges, is because uh, the idea of like owning a land, building a game on top of it, so investing your time, dedicating some time, potentially buying asset on the marketplace, you should be able to make a, a return on investment, essentially by monetizing this game that is going to be sitting on top of your land, earning sand. It doesn't mean that every game will require a payment in sand to play for players. It means that just some games can be free, some games can be paid, yeah. some games might require you, might be free, but require you to um, own a specific asset from the marketplace in order to access a specific area or, or have spe- um, maybe other uh, advantage in the, the gameplay. So the monetization systems underlying a sandbox are are going to be inspired by both free-to-play, freemium, premium, but also, and that's something very powerful, is like Sandbox. The Sandbox is participating into this new play-to-earn business model where, as a player, you could enter, make no payment at all, just participate uh, in the ecosystem, contribute, play, and by collecting resources, collecting rewards and tokens, you can actually monetize your playtime and trade those tokens with other users of the ecosystem which uh, need them to, to create new content, to improve the games they create, etc. Sounds like this. So you heard him, guys. Go over to the Game Maker, download it, and try testing for yourself. And show us, post on, post on Twitter and social media, anything you create. Like We love to see, uh, this is the power of user-generated content. We love to see what you make on a daily basis. We added a, an online gallery, so you can share your creation to the online gallery so we can see. And... Uh, yeah, we like if you have a, a good idea of a game. Also, you can apply to the Game Maker Fund and potentially uh, be uh, receive grants for making games on Sandbox, which I think is really exciting. And it, and uh, uh, our community of creators and artists uh, is super happy about. That's good. That, that's a great incentive to get users on board. So I'm sure this will be highly successful. There's a lot of talking around uh, in the gaming communities, particularly in the blockchain gaming communities where I participate regarding the sandbox. And I have to tell you that uh, everyone is excited about this. And there are multiple reasons why people are excited. And this brings us to my next question. What are the reasons of the success? The sandbox came basically out of the blue in the blockchain gaming world. And since its first days that it was announced, there's been a a high buzz around this game. You guys teamed up with Atari, right? With Square Enix, with Care Bears. I mean, these are some of the most iconic brands in the entertainment industry. And you guys are bringing them on board. And speaking of that, 
today you appointed uh, Bertan Levy, right? He yes. used to be the former global vice president of Universal Music. So I'm sure with his established connections, he can take the sandbox to the next level. So to rephrase my question is where this success come from? I think there's many factors that, that build the success. Like you have to be at the right time. You have to have the right team, the, the good vision for the product, be uh, also, the community that's been supporting Sandbox and growing has been fantastic. Like we really have uh, users who've been seeing what we've done from day one and, and uh, being aligned with our vision, contributing a lot to to making it a success and onboard new members. Uh, from the very first day we we did our land pre-sale, we've had strong supporters in the ecosystem who who have been there and continue to. To, to buy more land and, and to continue to uh, engage their own community into uh, being excited about Sandbox and being excited about building content in Sandbox and developing Sandbox, the whole metaverse and Sandbox ecosystem. I think um, another reason for our success is obviously uh, how we're approaching the ecosystem, uh, looking at creating synergies and, and partnership with many uh, other games, many other brands uh, and IPs, of course, uh, and different services that uh, all together we're working to onboard uh, more users uh, into blockchain gaming. That's why I, I joined and I decided to, to take the responsibility and give more time to make the Blockchain Game Alliance as well uh, grow and grow further in, in terms of reach of members and, and uh, activities. And uh, one of the key success of uh, the Sandbox project has been our land pre-sale. I believe we, over the four previous yeah, round yeah. of land pre-sale, we sold for more than $1.7 million worth of lands. Part of it's the insane. Of it, yeah, it, it, it's insane, right? And, and part of the success has been, of course, like the strategy we've put in place behind, but also how people could understand that this is my land. There's a lot of, um, the ownership of a land is an important factor. And, and to justify the ownership, we thought like, okay, this is, we are a user-generated content platform. So what do people want to do in UGC? They want to customize their land. And from the very first time when we added the logos on the land, like you could really show like this is, my place in the virtual world. You can see there is my logo. I can change my title and description. People have really been keen in, into that. Like it started to create this logic of having neighborhoods also like, oh, I want to be next to uh, this or person or this other project. And naturally, after we initiated that, the fact that we, we gave those projects and partners lands with their logos, we also onboarded major brands like Atari, like Rollercoaster Tycoon, like Care Bears, and we do have many more to, to announce. The, and the fact that Bertrand Levy is joining us uh, as the VP of licensing and brand partnership today will help us to onboard many more major brands in entertainment, uh, celebrities and artists into our virtual world. And so there will be chances that someone like a regular player or creator who buys a land will be next to one of those major brands and, and artists and celebrities in the future. So, so I really think the fact that you can build a game next to a celebrity 
in our virtual world is an amazing value proposition. That's something quite new that's not been done by other virtual world. And people are so excited about it. You guys are smart. You did one, two, three, four land sales. You did the moon sale. You did the 4.2 sale. All of them are sold out. But before the sale, you always announced a strategic partnership with a big brand name. And this created a buzz around each one of your sales individually. So congratulations on this. Well done. It's well-played marketing. Thank you. Thank you. It's, um, but I think it's, it's just by, based on our previous experience of like how we, we think like, how do we reach out to more people? How do we make more people interested in the project? Usually in marketing, a good way to reach out to other people is to talk to their communities. So how do we reach to the fans of the brands? Well, by doing partnership with brands. I've been in working with IPs for nine years now. We've been doing city builder games with Snoopy, with Garfield, with Goodbump, with Adam's Family. We've played we, in the previous mobile sandbox. We had Pac-Man, we had Ghostbusters, we had Shrek. So, so it, it's it's just a recipe for success that that we are repeating. And and the the thing is, it should not be different to make blockchain game than to make traditional games. At the end of the day. A regular game, right. There should be platforms and tools that allow developers to do that stuff, right? Allowing you as a game studio to focus on what really matters, making a fun game. Exactly. And that's kind of the promise of Sandbox Platform. Not only Sandbox Platform, I know like if you take Engine Platform or other, how do we make simple the create and accessible the creation of game experience so that game developers can do what they are the best at? Fun games. Fun games, right. The most important part, having a fun game, a nice gameplay, a game that will retain its users, not a game that I'll play for an hour and you can install it after. Is it easy for the users, for the ordinary users, for the ordinary gamers to come and play the sandbox? Do they need to learn about MetaMask? Do they need to learn that if you send a Bitcoin transactions to Ethereum network, it will get lost? Do they need to know all that stuff? Do you making it easy for them? Well, we, we try to. Uh, we are not yet launching beta to the users. That's going to come by the end of this year. But I mean, uh, we, we're trying to make it as accessible uh, as possible. So one example of that is like the way we've approached wallets. like. We know, we know it's not perfect. We know we can largely improve. Like the, ultimately, the goal is to have a no wallet at all in our login uh, account creation process. But rather than sticking only to MetaMask as the only way to log in, we have been always looking out for alternative solution for something that's more accessible and on par with the user experience that that is in traditional websites, etc. So we first integrated Bitski, which just allowed you to create a wallet with an email and password. And more recently, we've even introduced, thanks to a partner called Arcane Network, wallets where you just uh, connect by Facebook, Google, or Twitter. So you click a button, it's Facebook login, and you get your account with a wallet. We think we speak is really instrumental to uh, the success of uh, bringing players who and 
players, creators, artists who are not familiar with blockchain and because they don't want to read or spend time about what is MetaMask, how do I get into this, etc. That's one step. Next step is also how do we make it simple and accessible to get SAND tokens. Right now, uh, you, you can get SAND token on an exchange like Binance. But what if I don't want to go to Binance and create like my bank account there? Well, but, uh, it's a comparison, but it, it, for, to some users, it, uh, creating an account on an exchange is like opening a bank account. Well, we're working on solution to like, okay, how can I just get token by paying with a credit card? That's something we will soon be launching thanks to a partnership with Simplex. That's good. It's good to hear that Arcade Network is on board. Uh, I'm, I'm well aware of their work and they are really making things easier to onboarding mainstream gamers and users when it comes to tabs. So I would like to speak about the Blockchain Game Alliance for a bit. Since you are the vice president of Blockchain Game Alliance, I've been around since the BGA started. Then after a few months, you took over. Now I have to say, and it's the truth, that since you took over the Blockchain Game Alliance, since you became the vice president, I can't keep up with you guys. I mean it. I said this before, that you are doing a lot of stuff, a lot of talks, a lot of initiatives every day, every week. There is a lot of information flowing from your site, helping developers, helping marketers. What's the end goal? Are you guys achieving what you are doing there? How's things with Blockchain Game Alliance? Well, the first thing I would like to say about like, like uh, all the core funding members of the Blockchain Game Alliance, which include Ubisoft, Consensus, uh, Battle Racer, uh, Altitude Game, uh, and a few other companies, Ultra, uh, they have do, do, they initiated this thing. They had a great, there was a, a great moment. Uh, I remember I was at this conference uh, in Lyon, in France, where they decided let's build together an organization which as one goal and this goal is really clear is like we want to help uh, broadening the awareness about blockchain technology and the benefit of blockchain within our game industry you know the game industry is a 150 billion dollar industry which has been existing for 30 more 30 plus years pc console mobile free to play and, and other devices so blockchain Gaming was really a small niche within that space. Like two years ago, it, it was, beside CryptoKitties, there was no other game in the space. It was not looked into. That's true. I think uh, with the strength of some of the founding members like Ubisoft, it really helped to, to shape the vision and to start onboarding more and more members uh, overall. What uh, was not, um, at the end of the day, there was a challenge also for uh, the BGA and its member because all members are not paid or employed by the BGA. They are just contributing on their free time while they are building uh, their own project, games and services, right? And uh, it came at a point of time where it was difficult to, to manage uh, both for some of, of the, the members. And... 
at the same time, I, I, I thought like, all right, Sandbox has some traction and I can, um, I can definitely uh, uh, work out and, and use the traction that Sandbox has to drive more and more people into the Blockchain Game Alliance, to drive more activities and overall together, again, with this idea of like, how do we support the ecosystem? Make that it's not just a few projects that, that becomes uh, on the spotlight and leave the others behind, but try to bring the whole industry to grow under the spotlight. So that's, I believe, one of the main drivers that made decided me into running uh, the BGA, uh, becoming the president of the BGA and running all the activities. The activities, actually, um, I was... I'm also super excited to have some uh, members of the BGA who are contributing a lot uh, to help run them, including uh, Serena, for example, which uh, has been also in instrumental over the last uh, couple of months to, to keep running more events and bring broaden even further uh, the reach to the speakers, the reach of the members besides gaming, uh, more into NFTs, uh, art and, and further. And um, I think, yes, we, we, we are reaching the goal by many uh, KPIs, like the number of, uh, the number of members who are joining uh, every month, the number of sponsors who are supporting the vision coming from the industry, uh, gaming, investors, uh, blockchain and protocol and more. Uh, the number of people attending our event and watching them when we stream. Now, sometimes we have over 100 people watching on live stream. And after we have several hundred watching uh, on YouTube, the replay. Um, and generally speaking, I think like uh, what we are talking about, all the different angles uh, on the different topics we're covering, we are getting some echo and, and more and more interest. So. I'm glad that uh, we are going to continue that effort. Of course, we we are not yet there. I think uh, in terms of like recognition by the gaming industry in general, but you, you know, like being a pioneer, uh, you have to be, keep building until that moment of time where suddenly all things accelerate. It's exponential curve of, of growth, and and things uh, go on. And we are seeing that with That's NFTs true. today, like we've been pioneers for over two years in the space of NFTs with other companies like Animoca Brand, like Axie Infinity, uh, Engine, Ultra, etc. And now NFT is uh, uh, like it's the talk of the uh, everywhere, like uh, social after DeFi, NFT is exploding. We've seen more than one million dollar of uh, uh, trading volume on NFT marketplace on a daily basis. Uh, there's new platforms arising, and, and I think it's it's overall very exciting. It's uh, very exciting space. Does the growing Ethereum gas fees concern you? Yes, like uh, full transparency. Of course, they are concerning me uh, as well as many actors in the space. Most of the blockchain game with low price items, those we were just $1, $2, they have been hugely affected by the gas fees. Essentially, some of them, they lost 90% of their transaction volume because it became more expensive. 
costed more. True. And they lost their value. Of value, some of essentially. So, uh, Sandbox, with Sandbox, we've been, I would say, uh, lucky to not be as affected as other projects because the, the minimum price of the items that are being traded or bought on Sandbox is around $50. So, even if gas fee became $5, $10, it was still manageable and acceptable for some of the users. But now, as they grow over that. I, I think we've reached a point where we, we have to look for other solutions. I, I haven't defined yet. We haven't yet decided. We, we know there's many solutions uh, available. I just can't say yet which one we have decided about. Um, so you're moving to a side chain? It's one of the options. Uh, I know I, I haven't said that yet. I think we still can run everything on layer one, essentially because... Uh, sandbox doesn't require. Give, give us a hint. Give us a hint. Is it Definity, Matic? What no, it, it's too <laughs> early. Like we have partnership with some of the key <laughs> actors in the space, uh, like you just mentioned, and we're looking at uh, how the user experience can be smooth and simple, like almost transparent to them. Right now, anyway, how Sandbox is using the blockchain is only to prove that you own an item, not to. There's no in-game transaction yes. happening all the time. Once you've bought your land, once you've bought your assets, you don't interact anymore with blockchain. You just read the ownership. So with our lead blockchain architect, Ronan Sanford, who has also been contributing to the ERC-1155 standard, we are looking uh, at solutions, again, that uh, we think are, uh, are going to be the best in terms of user experience. That's, that's a key factor for us. Okay, great. So, if we were in the Middle Ages, Sebastian, you would be the majesty. Uh, I, I, would, <laughs> I, wish, I wish I would be the Robin Hood, actually, more than the majesty. I, I'm here to distribute wealth to everyone because every, like Sandbox is community-based, so everyone who builds the value in our land, in our country, in our ecosystem, should be rewarded fairly for their contribution. And, and that's I'm trying that to build that decentralized state where uh, it's not like uh, one guy deciding everything and taking away all the value for himself. So, so please allow me to correct that analogy uh, if possible. That's far better. <laughs> so since you are dealing with the virtual worlds and it's no secret that the virtual worlds are booming on the blockchain, do you think blockchain is the future of virtual worlds today? Well, I'd like to expand the question on like, the, what is the metaverse? Will there be just one metaverse or multiple? Like there's a lot of debate around it. You, we can uh, hear more and more every day like about metaverse, like Fortnite is, is building its metaverse. Facebook with Horizon is building its metaverse. So it looks like there will be many virtual worlds that can exist both on, um, on centralized closed world garden system from from companies like Facebook, like Epic Games, etc. And at the same time, there are virtual worlds that are going to exist in decentralized uh, virtual worlds like the uh, Decentraland, Crypto Voxel, Somnium Space, or the Sandbox, which use blockchain technology behind. Uh, one of the key advantage of Having blockchain technology uh, it is here the NFTs and the potential interoperability of these NFTs. 
like I can own my assets, I can own my avatar, so my identity in those virtual world, and I can potentially take take them out of those virtual world and use them in others. So my vision is, yes, blockchain is a strong value addition as a layer under those virtual world for the ownership and for the value system behind that's going to power the economy of those virtual worlds. And my vision is pretty simple. Like right now, uh, we're still living, we're still spending more time into physical world than virtual world. But soon, I believe that will change. I think we will. We are walking. We'll be walking. We'll be having meeting. We'll be having social uh, interactions, and we'll be playing in virtual worlds. So we'll start spending more and more of our time into those virtual worlds, and as such, we will have economic and financial interaction as well, and we'll own properties, objects, lands, obviously buildings, characters, game items. All of them they are contributing to the virtual economy, and. For this virtual economy to be able to flow back into the real world economy, we need a solution like blockchain. So it, it's called the fourth industrial revolution. I believe there's already a, a lot of literature around it, like all these ideas that we can create work, we can create new jobs, we can create new value in the virtual world, in the digital space, but not just the internet, really like those 3D virtual world that are immersive. They don't need to be VR just need to be 3D virtual world. And uh, blockchain is an essential layer for the economy. There's going to be an inter interoperability between all these metaverses. So eventually there will be one platform that will rule them. I, I don't know. I don't so, think there will be one platform that rule them all. Uh, maybe, yes, we'll, we'll see Minecraft, Roblox. So they all talking about being that metaverse. They have 100 million of users. But still, um, uh, there's plenty of other virtual worlds that can exist. Uh, some of them will be for very specific niche of users, smaller. Some of them will be larger. Uh, I think the interesting thing is that there's not just one choice, one company, one centralized that rule them all. Like there's all, on the contrary, there's a lot of value, a lot of different value proposition uh, communities. You could be You, you can keep an avatar, but potentially have different identities across all those different virtual worlds while still being yourself. My last question for you, Sebastian, is as simple as it sounds. Where do you see blockchain gaming in five years from today? Well, I think it will be mainstream and it will no longer be called blockchain gaming. Um, in the same way, like um, it will just be so seamless that people will not think about it. Like their account... They will no longer call it a wallet. They will just call it, that's my account. On my account, I have those tokens. Those tokens, I can convert them into fiat or not. I can trade my items on marketplaces. So some technologies have really became so, um, so present that if you forget about them. I'm thinking a very simple thing, like just wireless Just 10 years ago, you could you have everything with wires, like from your AirPods, listening to your music, or even playing uh, on a console with a controller. I think if you remember PS, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, was still wired. And, and 
starting PS3, like we people realize, oh wow, like I can play, it's the same, but I don't have any wire anymore, and it just works. And uh, I'm really envisioning that uh, games that use blockchain technology at some point will even remove blockchain from all their uh, marketing wording, and it will become a norm because it will be widely accepted by everyone that what I buy, even if it's in the game, you know, even if it's digital, it's actually mine. Uh, there's something very wrong that it's because we've been growing for 20, 25 years, 30 years for some of us in the video game industry where every game uh, developer and every game considered that virtual items were virtual, that they were perishable, they were consumable, they had no value, that it has to be the norm. Like I think my kids, if they were playing, but some 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 kids are already playing blockchain games. They understand that what they own now in a game should be theirs until the end of their life, and, and that's something very new and different. And, and I, it will take a co- probably a, a decade until it becomes the norm for everyone to think like, if I buy something, it's mine. It's not something that can be taken away from me. Sure, it's, I'm not sure if it's evolution or revolution, but the thing is, everything, all the games in the future, like you said, are going to be on the blockchain because all of these benefits. So, Sebastian, thank you for being with us today in the Games from the Block. We really appreciate having you. It's been a pleasure, George. Thank you again for following uh, the BGA and the Sandbox, uh, all those great, interesting questions. Uh, I really enjoyed the conversation today. Have a good day, everyone. Thank you for uh, listening and see you in the metaverse. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. Please, if you are on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, follow us, subscribe, leave a comment, tell me what you like, what you don't like, Tell me how to become better. Don't forget to visit egamers.io for your latest blockchain gaming news. Join our community. Be one of us. Come on, guys. See you next week.